1420 WBSM presents Ray Lance and the USA Wealth Group alongside Phil Paleologos. Get your finances in order. Money Wise starts now. It certainly does on this Sunday morning. Nothing pleases me more than to be in the company of Ray Lance, USA Wealth Group's Money Wise program. And Ray, good morning. Nice Sunday morning to you and to all of our listeners. Good Sunday morning, Phil. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. And good morning to attorney Mike Coleman. Good morning, good morning. Mike. Hi, buddy. Hello. Mike, thank you for uh, joining us and being with us this morning. Yeah, it's good to be here. There's so much in the news today. There's so much to talk about. There's so many things to educate about. You know, this is really fun. This is a this is a labor of joy to be able to explain things to people and hopefully give some advice and instruction that's going to help people protect what they have and make more money and all yeah. of that. Just so important today. Mike, what you do is so very important. You do estate planning and you do trusts and you do uh, Medicaid planning, protecting people's assets from the nursing home. And you also do a lot of real estate closing. So you do things that help people with major financial decisions in their life, don't you? We do. We do. As you said, we do estate planning, which includes wills and trusts and powers of attorney and Medicaid planning, uh, real estate transactions. So a lot of what we do is trying to plan for the future, to pass on uh, inheritance to children as as our clients want to, and to limit estate tax exposure, uh, sometimes capital gains tax issues. So yes, we do all of that. You know, I'm no, no, no longer surprised, but I'm still amazed at the number of people I see that sometimes will have significant assets that may have a will that they did 20 years ago or 25 years ago. Right. When their kids were young and now their kids are grown and they've named strangers or other people as their guardians and, and right. executors and all that sort of stuff. Sometimes the uh, the wealthiest people that we meet with are the ones who are most stingy. Yes. Um, they don't want to spend money on an estate plan, even though it's going to cost them an estate taxes and, and you know possible probate, and they just don't want to spend the money. Well, I like to think that it's an investment for them. It's an investment in their future. It's an investment in protecting their kids. It really is an investment. But um, anyway, welcome to Attorney Michael Coleman. And Mike, where are you located and what is your telephone number? We're right on Fonts Corner Road, right across from Vanity Fair, basically. You can reach us at 508-998-8800. And if you want to go online, you can visit our website. It's lancelawinc.com. And I do want to remind you, obviously, that MoneyWise is brought to you every Sunday morning by USA Wealth Group. And we're dedicated to showing people how to uh, protect your family and how to protect your money. We do a lot of work with life insurance and fixed index annuity investments where your principal is protected. And we do a lot with retirement planning. And we did invite to come on this morning Peter Lance also, but he's still suffering from um, a lengthy cold uh, walking pneumonia kind of a thing. So basically I suggested, why don't you not do it today, Pete? and Rest up. You can do the whole thing next week. <laughs> there, hey, nice idea. There you go. Yeah. You know, you were just mentioning uh, investments and whatnot. We are about to have some kind of a correction at some point. It's normally, what, every how many years, figure? Eight years? Every seven or eight years, typically, right. there's a major correction. We haven't had one in seven or eight years. I think it's going to be a good one when it happens. Ooh. What so, do you have to recommend to our listeners? Well, lots of things. Mostly... What are you doing to protect your principal? And that doesn't necessarily mean in the bank. I just came back from 
a business conference where for two and a half days all we did was learn more information about the economy and what's happening. And here's a really interesting statistic that you might want to find out. Did you know that Warren Buffett, who's the owner of Berkshire Hathaway, and by the way, he got his start in New Bedford, Massachusetts, multi-multi-billionaire, mm-hmm. um, right now Berkshire Hathaway has more cash accumulated than they've ever had at any time in the history of the company. Cash. And mm-hmm. cash. Yeah. So they've moved a lot of their investments into a cash position. Do you know why? Because of because a they think that there's going to be a significant crash. correction coming, mm-hmm. yeah. and when they do, and when the whole stock market goes crashing down, then he's going to step in with all of his cash and buy up. and buy stuff at a low oh. price again. Hmm. That's how he makes money. Interesting. Yeah. So his forecast oh, obviously yeah. is get into that kind of a position. So yeah. if you want to be in the market, maybe the time is to do something different. Yeah. That was just one of a number of things, but the message was really loud and clear at this conference that I went to. And by the way, it's the largest collection of people who are the most successful financial advisors in the country. It's a group called Advisors Excel, Mm -hmm. and we've been affiliated with them now for several years. And just the small group alone that I'm belonging to, this is... There's a series of teams within this company, and they're doing somewhere around $7 billion of new business a year, every wow. single year. Wow. With about 450 agents, people like us, from across the country. So only that small group of people is generating that kind of business and revenue. And so the team that I happen to be on has 33 members we're one of 33. 22 of them were represented at this conference that we went to. And our collective team of 33 people uh, around different parts of the country right now is uh, managing just under a billion dollars worth of assets. Nice. So it's nice to be part of a very successful team. And all that information that we share and bring back is information that we can help our own clients. Mm. But um, some really impressive stuff. Yeah. But the, the message repeatedly throughout the whole time that I was there was, maybe it's time to think about protecting your principal. Uh-huh. And so everybody has got stars in their eyes thinking about the stock market because yeah. the stock market has been um, fabulous, amazing yeah. lately. <laughs> but maybe it's time to think about getting more conservative. I saw sort of a scary story uh, this morning, actually, about uh, a 40% rise in adjustable rate mortgages. Recently, wow! Because Another house indicator. prices, yeah, house sure. prices are going up, so yep. people need to get more favorable mortgages with lower interest rates. Mm-hmm. It's gone up by about forty percent. They're saying. Interesting. It's Very. still still a good time to lock into a fixed interest rate mortgage if you're in the market to buy or refinance, yeah. because thirty-year fixed mortgage is still right around four mm-hmm. percent. And um, if you're paying higher than that, uh, we've had folks on the show. Uh, even recently, uh, Phil Chung, for example, and um, we can be, uh, we're able to put you in touch with people who can help you potentially refinance your mortgage. Mm-hmm. And by the way, the, the principal message from that show was, if you're thinking about buying a piece of real estate, get yourself pre-qualified for financing even before you go shopping. As soon as possible. As soon as possible. And you know, we can put you in touch with Mr. Chung and other people that will help you make that happen. 
The so, advantage of doing it sooner rather than later is that you're locking in an interest rate. Yep. Yeah. You can do that. Yep. So there's lots of interesting things happening. Uh, there's a lot of scary things happening. And, you know, what we do in our office is show folks how to protect themselves. Uh, Mike and Tenny work on the legal side and handle uh, estate planning documents and making sure you can do Medicaid planning if you're mm -hmm. concerned about protecting assets from the nursing home. Right. So it's not just about what happens when you die. It's what happens if you are still living and somebody becomes incapacitated. These are really valuable things that you do. Mm -hmm. I don't know about you, Mike, but on what I do, I always feel a lot of personal satisfaction from the business that we do. When I can move somebody into something that's more safe and more conservative, I get a good feeling about that. Right. We, have, we try and have you know, lengthy conferences to really get into family situations and understand you know, the, the children's situations, if there are special needs situations in a family or if siblings you know, sometimes don't get along, if we anticipate there could be a, a conflict down the road or something like that, we can do all sorts of planning in trusts uh, to avoid losing money to the state or uh, losing money to a child that might spend it unwisely. So we can do all sorts of things within a trust to really manage that money. Also taxes. Yep. I've always told people that you have an absolute right to protect yourself from paying taxes that you don't need to pay. Mm -hmm. And if you do planning, you won't pay more taxes than what you absolutely have to. Exactly. And the cost of planning is only a small percentage of the, the amount of money that you may lose to taxes down the road. Uh, right now in Massachusetts, we have a $1 million exemption amount. So any estates over that amount are going to be subject to an estate tax. And these days with the real estate uh, values going up, it's it's fairly easy to get over that million-dollar mark. So mm -hmm. it's something that should definitely be thought about and planned for. I want to mention also, although uh, Peter Lance is not here today, Peter is not only working at USA Wealth Group, but he's also running Lance Family Insurance Agency doing property and casualty insurance. Well, that's car insurance, homeowners insurance, liability insurance, things of that nature. Again, every single thing that we do in our whole series of different companies is designed to show people how to protect themselves. And I think, frankly, this is one of the scariest times that we live in. So apart from financial things that we do, um, look at what's happened in the world. Look what happened at this massacre in Las Vegas. What a horrific, horrible thing. Long time in the planning and um, you know, it's not just because we're in this business, and I don't want to make light of the fact that so many people were killed and injured and hurt. Um, totally innocent people, families destroyed, families ruined, uh, children that aren't going to get to see one of their parents again. Uh, what a horrific, horrific, selfish, cowardly act by this person who did this. I, and, I can't uh, understand it. I mean, there's no obviously there's no reason for it, but when you try and understand why someone would do this. Yeah. I mean, there's no reason, there's no explanation, obviously he to, was To rational sick. people, Mike. Yeah. Uh, it, we can't wrap our hands around it because we're rational. Mm. Something like this is just so out of the ordinary. Right. It's very, very difficult. Right. So I'm gonna get a little bit political in a minute and talk about uh, gun control. And by the way, I am a gun owner, I'm licensed. I've had weapons training uh, in the Marine Corps. I'm uncomfortable handling, I am comfortable handling weapons 
And if I needed to use a weapon to protect myself or my family or my employees, I would do so without any hesitancy at all. But I do think that the time is long since passed in this country. You can own guns. I don't think anything needs to be done to impact Second Amendment rights to own guns. But my gosh, there ought to be reasonable background checks. There ought to be reasonable registration requirements. Um, why shouldn't the government know if you have assembled 30 or 40 or 50 weapons? Uh, I think that that should never happen. Um, you know, if you are a sportsman and you do hunting, and many, many people listening today are in that category, um, lots of people listening today are gun owners, as I am. And I think that's okay and appropriate, but I think there ought to be reasonable background checks. So in Massachusetts right now, you have to take a gun safety course. Well, that teaches you all the safety things. You know, you don't point it at anybody, even if you think it's unloaded, for example. Right. You always keep it in a safe position. Uh, we have gun locks on handguns for a reason, so that you have to actively disengage a lock before you can fire it. Uh, you're required to keep it secure in your home so that, you know, children can't get at it. We see a lot of stories about that every year. Mm. But beyond that... Um, the state of Nevada apparently does not even, or maybe it's Arizona, I've forgotten, but I think I heard Nevada, uh, doesn't even require a background check to buy weapons. Right. They don't buy, a, they don't require a license mm -hmm. to purchase yeah. a weapon. Yeah. That's wrong. I'm sorry. That's wrong. I don't agree with that at all. I mean, I think there are some states. I don't. I don't know which ones, but you can go to a gun show and purchase a gun right sure. right at the show without having any yeah. background check. And that's like wrong. Said. I yeah. totally disagree with yeah. that. But here in Massachusetts, you have to register, and sure. uh, they do a background check. Yes, they sometimes do. twice. Yep, yeah. uh, they do a background check. It's done very quickly on the computer. So if you go to a gun store and purchase a gun, um, you give them your card. You you can't buy a gun without showing your card, um, and the fact that you've had some experience in knowing what you're doing. But I, I think it's absolutely a shame that we can't regulate a little bit more and protect people. We've got people even in Massachusetts that were killed in uh, Las Vegas. And it's just not acceptable. It's just not acceptable. Is that because we don't have uniform laws? Every state has their own laws. Right. You know, like Arizona and Nevada, completely different than Massachusetts. So we don't have uniformity when it comes to anything like this. Well, we have a, a dual series of laws in this country. We have federal laws, and then those laws not taken by the federal government are preserved to the state by constitutional amendment. We uh, talked about that in a show that we need to run at some point. Um, Constitution and, Day show. Pre-recorded again. Yeah, that, that show actually didn't run. Uh, we'll have to redo that one at some point in time. But in any event, um, there are state laws. And some states are much more lax. And you can understand the genesis of some of this because Western states, they've always relied much more on hunting. Mm -hmm. You know, and hunting was necessary for food, for survival. But, um, you know, states cling very tightly to their laws. And then, of course, we have the NRA, National Rifle Association. Mm -hmm. Very powerful, very successful lobby group in this country. Um, I've belonged to that organization in the past. I don't currently, not for any political reason. I just, my membership lapsed and I just didn't renew it. Um, but in any event, um, 
I'm afraid what's going to happen in Washington, D.C. is it's just going to become politicized mm -hmm. and nothing's going to happen. And, you know, we had what happened in Connecticut with children, you know, what was know. it 22, 23 children were killed. Yeah. That there's no justification for that. My question is how, how much of what this person in, in Nevada had was legal and how much of it was illegal? I know that high-capacity um, round uh, are illegal, I believe. And he also modified some of the weapons with something that I think was not legal. So yep. how do you regulate that? Well, you don't because a lot of that's on the Internet. Yeah. And so unless you start getting into Internet business, uh, that's going to be a problem always. So right now if you, if you bought um, a magazine or a rifle and let's say it had a clip in it, let's say it was an AR-15, the standard size clip, I'm not even sure how much it holds, probably 20 rounds or something like that. But you can immediately go online. You can buy these very elongated uh, clips, magazines that yeah. will hold, you know, 50 or 60 rounds. So yeah. you don't have to take time to reload. You just keep pulling the trigger. Right. And all of these little parts that you were just mentioning, they're all legal to sell. Are they? Sure. Yep. Yeah. They're legal. Hmm. Regardless of what we do, we'll never stop somebody who is intent to perpetrate right. evil. I don't care what the law says or is. If somebody's intent on this kind of catastrophe, there's no way to stop them. Right. And it doesn't have to be just an individual. It could be a terror organization or a terror cell. It could be, you know, taking out an airplane or it could be setting a building on fire. There are other right. ways to kill and maim people oh. if you just want to do damage. Look how they're using vehicles nowadays, just yeah. plain vehicles. Right, mm -hmm. right. Well, this, uh, this is really a, a, a major tragedy. Um, it is going to impact business in this country. Um, people are going to be more reluctant to go to large gathering concerts and things like that. I mean, it's going to impact a lot of business around the entire country. You're now going to think twice about whether you go to a large event. But at the same time, we don't want to change our lifestyle. So how do you protect yourself in this kind of situation? Number one, be alert. Number yep. one, be vigilant. Yep. Number two, Look for barricades, look for barriers where you could duck if you had to duck someplace. Look for the exits. Um, here's a good example. Um, I actually had an incident in a hotel once down in Washington, D.C., where the fire alarm went off. And you panic, you open the door, and then you have a little smell of smoke. Yeah. And you don't know if this is a real fire. I mean, what, you know, something's going on. Mm -hmm. This happened to be an electrical fire in an electrical box downstairs, but the mere fa fact that you've got this klaxon fire alarm going off, and you open the door, and you, suddenly you smell burning acrid smoke, mm. you say, I gotta get out of here. Mm -hmm. right. So this is what I do anytime I go to a hotel or motel, check into my room, then I go out in the hallway with my key, obviously, and I walk down to find out where the emergency exits are and where the stairwells are because you can't take an elevator if you have a fire. Right. Um, I don't go out of my way to stay on the top story of hotels unless you know, I really have to. But um, I wonder how many people think of checking out the exits when you go to a place. If you go to any theater, you know, the exit signs have to be yeah. illuminated, battery operated, and everything else. Go to a movie theater. Do you have a look and see where the exits are? Most people don't. No. You don't. When you go to a hotel. So here's a couple of simple things you can do to protect yourself. Mm -hmm. um, 
And unfortunately, it makes people, you know, the, the term is gun shy. You yeah. hear sound, mm-hmm. you're going to react. Mm. You need to know where exits are. You need to know where your escape route is, whether it's at a concert, at a theater, at a hotel. And if you don't know that, first of all, you can't protect yourself and protect your family. So I think one of the scariest parts of what happened in Las Vegas is no matter how, how vigilant these people could have been at that concert, there's no way that they could have protected themselves in this situation. The no. guy was in a hotel far away up on the 32nd floor with machine guns. I mean, even if they had metal detectors at the, at the concert itself, that wouldn't have helped. I mean, it's just no. terrifying. He was across the street, up high. And so we're going to be hearing a lot more. There's already been discussion about what's the responsibility of a hotel. You know, how does a person manage to get that many weapons inside of a hotel room? I just found out that he brought in 10 suitcases all at once. Now, that would obviously, you know, be a concern to me. 10 suitcases. What man with 10 suitcases? I mean, uh, come on. So maybe we have to do something Maybe the hotels are going to have to have some responsibility. Oh, I'm sure they will. That there might be a metal detectors for a That's large scale. That's what deal. they'll do now. And yeah. they'll scan and they'll, you know, look into luggage and things of that nature. Well, I, I did see on the news that one of the hotels, I don't remember the name, not the Mandalay Bay, but one of the other hotels is already planning to install more security. Sure. So think about the potential lawsuits that are going to fly against Mandalay Bay. Oh, If they allowed this man to go in there with that many suitcases carrying that many weapons and it didn't uh, arouse any kind of suspicion, then maybe they're going to have some culpability and liability. Oh, my gosh. That's another story, the lawsuits and who will be named in these suits. It's going to be very ugly. What What I'd like to do is to move on from Las Vegas. It's a really tragic event. Um, You know, we we have to um, say prayers and and keep in mind, you know, all these people that have had their lives totally destroyed um, by this senseless act, and even the people who weren't personally injured or personally hurt, they're shell shocked, they're traumatized, and. So a lot of people are going to be impacted by this for a very, very long time. You know, a few weeks ago, um, Phil, we did a show on the Equifax uh, breach. Yes, of course. Equifax is one of the three uh, credit reporting bureaus in the country. Mm -hmm. And since the time that we did that show, we've had a lot of people call the office and ask for more information. So um, we have a topic that we want to talk about today that, you know, Mike, we might not even even get to, which was uh, how to plan your life and your finances so that you never run out of money. And we've got a lot of material on that. But I want to do an update on Equifax and some of the other things because it goes along the whole line of how do you protect yourself? Mm -hmm. How do you protect yourself today with credit cards? How do you protect yourself with data breaches? What do you do when you find out there's been a data breach? And um, I hope that long range there's some people here at Equifax that may go to jail Mm -hmm. okay Mm -hmm. and I'm saying that very purposely I I agree with you Uh, the things that they've done and and still have failed to do and the continued releases of information that come out are are just really awful so we talked the last time we did the show on the Equifax about how do you find out whether you've been impacted by Equifax and there's ways to do that 
there's a uh, website you can go on. And I had my um, younger assistant, she's 23 years old, uh, one of my assistants, and she checked and came back and said, you apparently were not impacted by Equifax. Well, that's because she hasn't bought a house. She has a car that's older. It's probably paid for. She hasn't used credit very much. So she doesn't have data that's in the credit reporting system. Um, but when I did it myself, it came back and said, you may have been affected. Me too. Yeah. And we're going to show you right after a break about how to do that. And uh, remind you, you're listening to MoneyWise by USA Wealth Group. Give us a call at 508-998-8858. We've got so many good ideas and good tools that you can use to help protect your family. But stay tuned because we're going to be right back after a short break. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back and good Sunday morning to you. Welcome back to MoneyWise. We are so happy to bring information to you every single week that's practical, useful, something you can immediately use to help protect your family and protect your money. And hopefully you find some things in this show that are uh, useful to you. Um, I haven't given any quotations today. I Phil. know it. It's tragic. <laughs> <laughs> I like the way you said that, Mike. <laughs> we are tragic. here with attorney Michael Coleman, also from uh, Lance Law, Inc., and uh, Peter Lance was scheduled to be with us today, but he's still a little bit under the weather. So we wish him well. Hello, Pete, if you're listening. Yes. And um, Pete's very actively involved in running the property and casualty side of the business as well, uh, helping people with car insurance and homeowners insurance. You know, the interesting thing is he's saving people 500 to to $1,000 a year on just a car insurance policy or on just a homeowner's insurance policy. Right. Uh, that's some serious money. Give us a call at 508-998-8858, and we'll be happy to tell you how you can get some information about saving money. Here's a quotation from Satchel Page, well-known musician. Yeah. Work like you don't need the money. Love like you've never been hurt. Dance like nobody's watching. I <laughs> love it. Not a great quote. Love it. I like that. Got nothing to do with what we're talking about today, but it was just a sort of an invigorating quote that I liked. And um, another money quotation I have to give you. Do you remember Bo Derek? Remember the movie Ten? Ten? <laughs> See, Phil says immediately Ten, <laughs> and she comes running out of the water with a bathing suit. Iconic photo. Yes. <laughs> So Bo Derek said, whoever said money can't buy happiness simply didn't know where to go shopping. <laughs> another view on money, another view on life. Well, we're talking very briefly about protecting yourself. You know, how do you protect yourself in this day and age? Um, you can't carry a weapon into a concert, obviously, and you shouldn't. Mm -hmm. um, but um, how do you protect yourself? Know where your exits are. Know where your entrances are. Know where the safety points are. Know where you can get some protection. And that's physical protection. We do the same kind of a thing, obviously, in our business. You know, you know, got to know where your exits are and your entrances are and so forth. We're really concerned still about Equifax and what Equifax has done and not done. If you are concerned about whether your credit profile, your credit information, including your Social Security, may have been impacted, Visit www.equifaxsecurity, 
2017com That's spelled www.eqiifaxsecurity2017.com. Mm-hmm. When you just go in there, unfortunately, you've got to put your social security number in, <laughs> but they already have it anyway. Right. Just remember that. And then it pops up almost immediately and tells you you are not affected by the Equifax breach, or in my case, it said you were probably affected by the Equifax breach. Right. And then you say, holy, uh, mm-hmm. holy cow. Yeah. <laughs> Something. Right. You say other stuff on the <laughs> radio. Um, and then you go a little further and it says, click here for more information because one of the things that they're doing is they're offering. Uh, to help you with a credit freeze. They're offering to put you into a program that will give you credit monitoring for about a year and a half. Uh, They're offering to give you a million dollars of insurance, so in case you have a personal liability. So I I, I started down that path and put the information in, and it said, okay, we're going to send you an email now that will tell you exactly how to enroll in this program. Mm Mm-hmm. That was 10 days ago, and I have not received the email yet. Really? 10 days ago, and I've not gotten a back, backup email telling me what else do I have to do to enroll in the program. That's not that's, good. That's awful. That's not good. So uh, if you have concerns about this, we do have a lot of information. We've got some handouts. We've got some questions and answers. Um, but it's something like, what did we say, 140 million people? 143 million people, 44% of all Americans... Uh, 60% of the population over the age of 18 wow. have been impacted by yeah. the Equifax credit breach. Yeah. But, you know, it just continues to get worse because so the president of Equifax resigned. I don't know the details of how much money he was able to take with him. Mm-hmm. And then we find out that um, there are continued articles almost every other day on Equifax it's and terrible. what's happening with them. A couple days ago, there was an article in the Wall Street Journal that said um, they're now wanting to talk to the main lawyer at Equifax, the general counsel of Equifax, because he's the individual in the company that was in charge of security. Don't ever be in charge of security. No, I don't want to be. (laughs) (laughs) And he's the individual in the company that had to approve when executives decided to sell some of their own stock. Mm. Yeah. So they couldn't sell stock without his knowledge and approval. Right. What do you think is going to happen to this lawyer? I hope he goes to jail. I hope he goes to jail too. So what happened is what happened is that the people at Equifax, the top executives, realized they had this massive breach. They didn't notify the public for about a month. But what some of the chief uh, honchos did at this place went out and sold some of their stock. And how could they, they think this? that they wouldn't be caught doing <coughs> no, this? I don't. It's, it's, it's transparent. Yeah, it's ridiculous. That's the whole thing. They don't think they'll get caught. Yeah, I guess that's the problem. <laughs> All right, so now here's another interesting choice that has just come out in the news. I mean, really recently. This was October 4th. This came out in the news. Um, were you affected by the Equifax data breach? One click could cost you rights in court. <laughs> So you want to find out if you're impacted by the Equifax breach, and most of us were. Mm-hmm. And then you want to figure out, well, should I go ahead and sign up for this program to get a million dollars of free insurance in case I lose money because my accounts are compromised? 
And so the minute you sign into this program, there's fine print in it that says you're waiving your right to file a lawsuit against Equifax. Very interesting. And we know that there's going to be a lawsuit at some point. There'll be a class action lawsuit against Equifax. Right. And anybody who's got any records in there, all right. 143 million uh, Americans, right. um, are going to be a member of this class, whether you sign papers or whether you don't. But if you sign up for their little protection program, then you're waiving your right to participate in the class. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But they don't say this right up front. Nope. No, it's buried in little detail fine print. Wow. So it's not as easy or as fancy as um, you know they're making it out to be. Yeah. And they're not doing these wonderful things that they're talking about to try to protect people. Uh, they continue to try to hurt you. It's like a disclaimer you hear sometimes on the radio or on TV where they say it about a million miles an hour. So oh, sure. you don't understand this thing they say. And <laughs> it's all in the, in the it's fine print. But they get all the words in, didn't oh, they? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Um, I think you might have seen this article, too, yep. recently, yes. Mike. Yep. So here's another article, again, very, very recent. Um, this was actually uh, printed October 4th, and it's Myths versus Fact, Sorting Out the Confusion Surrounding the Equifax Breach and Credit Phrases. And there's a whole series of questions and answers. Uh, this was a story that appeared in a Cleveland newspaper, uh, the Cleveland Plain Dealer. I've always liked the name of that paper. Yeah. Yeah. And um, <laughs> it says it's been nearly a month since Equifax disclosed that thieves stole personal data on 143 million people. And by the way, they found another 2.5 million people that are also impacted. So now right. it's up to 145.5 million yeah. are impacted. So sort of like what Target did. They said, oh, no, they didn't get our PIN numbers on your credit cards. And then a month later they said, whoops, they did get your PIN numbers as well. I mean, who do you believe and who That's do you trust? That's the key question. That is the quintessential question. Who do you trust nowadays? Yep. And, you know, whether you like or don't like uh, Senator Elizabeth Warren, she's a controversial figure even in Massachusetts. Uh, she's sort of in-your-face kind of a person. Mm -hmm. But she's the very first person that stepped up to the plate and said, we're going to file lawsuits, and Mara Healy, the attorney general in Massachusetts, said we're going to file a lawsuit against Equifax uh, because a lot of people in this state have been impacted. Right. So, you know, I'm I'm grateful for when some of those people stand up for what we what we need to have them do. So, um, Mike, maybe you can take us through some of these uh, myths and facts on this article from the Cleveland Plain Dealer because it's very useful. Before you do that, can I just mention one other little thing? Mm -hmm. This is not just Equifax, ladies and gentlemen. This is Target. This is almost any major company you can think of that has had credit breaches and security, you know, cybersecurity problems. What do you do to protect yourself? Mm -hmm. Well, some really basic things that we've talked about before. Check your statements when they come in. Look at your statements and see if there's any unauthorized statements or charges on your statement. Yep. Change your passwords and your passcodes periodically. And if you don't do that, you're asking for trouble. Sure. Sooner or later, you're going to be having a breach. So here's an article from the Wall Street Journal, Wednesday, October 4th. Front page, Yahoo's hack hit swells to 3 billion accounts. Terrible. This is amazing. So way back in 2013, and everybody's forgotten it about it, uh, forgotten about it right now, Yahoo had a major... Um, Breach. Security breach. Mm -hmm. 
And the figure at that time was much lower. Now they're saying it was 3 billion Yahoo accounts. Virtually every single Yahoo customer, Mike. (laughs) And this came out after they were acquired by Verizon, is that... Yes. Right. So they were acquired by a new company, and that's the correct. New company found out what was really going on. That's interesting, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. So we don't have um, we don't have privacy anymore. We don't have security anymore, and you need to do whatever you can try to do to protect yourself. But let's talk about some of this other Equifax stuff because I think it's a really worthwhile follow up. Okay. Now, when your your customers, uh, your clients, come to you, Ray, and ask, "What should I do with Equifax?" What kind of advice do you give your clients when it, regarding this very issue? Well, we point to the shredder in the corner. <laughs> say, let's put all your credit cards in here. Make, make this deposit. Um, but that can be seriously a solution. Um, and again, it has to be done with care because you can lower your credit score if you start closing your accounts. We've talked about this in the air before. One of the measures of your credit score is... What is your available credit in relationship to the amount that you've charged on your various cards? Mm -hmm. And generally, you want to be below a 50% ratio. You want to have 50% or less debt to available credit, and your credit score is going to be good. So if you start simply closing out credit accounts, credit card accounts, um, you can actually lower your score because now you don't have as much available credit. Checking passwords is another one. And... Make it something that has, you know, a couple of unusual characters. Is it a nuisance to remember? Sure it is. You can put it in your cell phone, for example, but then you want to make sure your cell phone has got a security Mm -hmm. code or a thumbprint or something so that Mm -hmm. only you can access your account. Yes. If you find out that you've lost your cell phone or you've lost your wallet or your credit cards, you need to look at your records immediately and start... Uh, notifying all those people to cancel that card and issue a new one with a brand new number. Right. Um, and you do need to check your credit score and find out what kind of credit score you have. That impacts every bit of borrowing that you do. You want to buy a new car? I mean, everybody buys a car periodically. You want to buy a new car or a used car? They're going to run your credit. You need to know ahead of time what your credit score is. So you can do free credit score, free credit reports. And we can give you all the necessary codes for that if you mm-hmm. want to do that. Right. Protect yourself. It's later than you think. Yes, absolutely. You know, to quote an old expression. <laughs> so when a client comes to you, you can help them run their credit score and give yeah, them sure. good advice? You can do that immediately. You can make sure that your assets, your accounts are protected. Um, I have a client right now, for example, who had an account with a well-known brokerage firm. Um, It was out of Rhode Island. I'm not going to mention the name on the air because that wouldn't be a fair thing to do. Um, But everybody has heard the name of this well-known firm. Well, they had a rogue trader who was fired and later prosecuted because he had taken some money out of people's accounts. Oh. A brokerage firm. Mm. And so my client is looking to get all the back history on his account, and we're going to help him do that to make sure that he didn't have any money taken out of his own account. I see. Because he thinks the balance is less mm-hmm. than what it ought to be. Mm-hmm. So check your statements. you got to check your statements. you got to look at your accounts. And then, of course, today we tell everybody, protect yourself, get, safe, get safer, protect your principal. And as we said at the very beginning of the hour, 
we are going to hit a period soon will there be a correction and you want to be very cautious about what kinds of things that you are actually invested in. Right. Mike, let's talk for just a minute about um, some of the myths around the Equifax breach because it's, again, a really good article that we would be happy to provide to anybody. Give us a call. Right. So one of the things I guess Equifax is offering is to do what's called a credit freeze on, on your credit. Uh, so one of the things that people, I think, may be confused about is, does this mean that my existing credit cards are going to be shut down and I can't use them? And no, that's not necessarily the case. What it means is that if someone's obtained your information, social security number, other information, that they won't be able to open new accounts in your name. Okay, good. So they won't be op- able to open a new credit card in your name and go on a spending spree and leave you with you know, thousands right. and thousands of dollars in debt. So that's a real important point, isn't it, Mike? <clears throat> because that means that you don't have to be afraid that you won't be able to use your own accounts. Right, exactly. So okay. you still have control over your accounts. It's just that those people out there who got your information won't be able to affect you in any way. Mm-hmm. Okay, and are other companies besides Equifax able to do something like a credit freeze? Are you concerned about it? Of course. I mean, any individual company can do a credit freeze. Uh, the issue is you probably want to do an overall freeze to make sure that no one can open accounts in any individual company. So, for instance, if you have a Discover card and you want to put a freeze on that, no one would be able to open a new account with Discover, but what if they go to a different company and open a new account with them, then you're in trouble. Mm. But you also need to be careful, I think, about, you know, what you spend your money on, don't you? Right, yeah. So I, I have to give you a quotation that I've always enjoyed. Uh, This is from a a very distinguished gentleman named Steve Martin. (laughs) And he said, I love money. I love everything about it. I bought some pretty good stuff. Got me a $300 pair of socks. Got a fur sink. An electric dog polisher. A gasoline-powered turtleneck sweater. And, of course, I bought some dumb stuff, too. (laughs) (laughs) That's the dumb side of money. Love it. But, you know... um, the Equifax situation is really serious, and protecting yourself is critically important. Mm-hmm. Um, so and we're talking with attorney Michael Coleman. And I Mike. know we have older clients, obviously, um, who maybe don't have access to a computer or don't know how to use it, so we could always help them if they want to come into the office. We could assist them That's in a very good point. doing any of these mm-hmm. things, and we've actually already done that for some yeah. of our clients. So maybe some people are afraid of using Equifax to freeze their credit if they want to do that because they think that they have to do it through Equifax, but in fact they could do it through TransUnion or Experian or the other credit reporting bureaus or even some other places. Mm -hmm. Um, So now what if you wanted to um, freeze your credit file, but the credit bureau says on its website that it's going to take a long time to unfreeze your credit later if you want to apply for a job or a credit card or new insurance. So I guess that doesn't take a long time to unfreeze it later, does it? No, it it really doesn't take a long time. It can be, you know, depending on how you do it, it could be unfrozen in minutes or days. Um, So, I mean, that's not a long time considering what you're doing is protecting yourself in a huge way from from people using your information. So they shouldn't be afraid to do that freeze because it is relatively easy to unfreeze. And I guess it's not a matter of federal law, but it's a matter of state law about Correct. how quickly Correct. you can unfreeze your credit. Yeah, It's not necessarily for everybody, but uh, the fact is that um, you do need to at least examine this as an option for you. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you should definitely at least 
at least check to see if you've been affected first. And then, you know, that's the first uh, thing to do. If you have been affected, then there are options, but you should certainly at least check. So here's a really interesting question. What if you say, and I've had people say this to me, well, I've never done business with Equifax. Why should I be concerned about this? How many people listening today are asking themselves or saying to themselves, hey, I've never even heard of Equifax until this. Um, I've never done business with Equifax. I don't have to worry about this, do I? And the yes, answer, you absolutely have you to absolutely worry have about to. it. Yeah. Because they have all of your information. Mm-hmm. No matter who you've done business with, they have access to that information. And now some thief has your information. Exactly. So even if you never took out a loan or applied for a credit card or a car insurance uh, or a car loan, um, all the major bureaus, TransUnion, Experian, and Equifax, basically have all of your data. And it's just from public records. They know your date of birth. They know your social security number. Um, right. They know how many times you've been married. <laughs> um, all that sort of stuff. <laughs> they don't know who your girlfriend is yet. No, <laughs> no. That's not a matter of public record. <laughs> that's what you think. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, if, you, if, if you've had insurance, you know, and obviously everyone has to have insurance. So... You're in that category. Sure. sure. Well, here's J.P. Morgan Chase. I wonder how many people have a Chase credit card, as an example. Mm-hmm. His their privacy policy. The types of personal information we collect and share depend on the product or service you have with us. This information can include social security number and income, account balances and transaction history, and credit history and payment history. Right. Mm-hmm. This is just applying for one credit card. I'm surprised. No blood type? Oh, I'm well, disappointed. probably have that as well. <laughs> Family heritage. <laughs> so the fact is, this information is out there, ladies and gentlemen, and the fact that you think the Equifax breach doesn't impact you, um, go into their uh, website and check it out somewhere. I've got it here. I'll look for it again. And um, what did I say? It was Equifax Security... 2017.com is the site to look Mm -hmm. at. Mm -hmm. And we can provide it as well. Right. So there are a lot of myths. We're happy to provide you some of the uh, myths, papers, and uh, in the end, you need to make your own decision about whether to do this, but Attorney Michael Coleman is happy to give you information on it. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're happy to give you information at USA Wealth Group. Um, If you want to call us, yeah, if you want to call us to get more information about this, our number is 508-998-8800. We're right on Fonts Corner Road in Dartmouth near Vanity Fair, so you can also stop in if you want. This is an ongoing story. We probably won't talk about it a lot more on the radio show um, because this is the second time we've talked a little bit in depth about this mm-hmm. particular topic, but it is really serious and it impacts virtually everybody who's listening to the radio today. Um, and it brings up the idea of how do you, what we talked about before, how do you protect yourself? How do you protect I mean, yourself? How do you protect yourself from this kind of thing? And today you have to ask yourself that question for your credit, your personal security, your assets, your estate. I mean, you have to ask yourself right. this kind of question constantly. And ladies and gentlemen, if you want to get some good advice and make sure that your estate is protected, give attorney Michael Coleman a call at Lancelot Inc., Mm-hmm. Uh, 508-998-8800. That's correct. And um, he'd be happy to meet with you. And you don't charge for an initial consultation for we, estate we, planning? No, we don't. We usually have a consultation that lasts between an hour and two hours. We try to get as much information as we can about family members and everything that we need to make a plan. And 
you know, it's up to you, the client. If you want to work with us, we'd be happy to. If not, there's no charge for the appointment, and you can, you know, take what we've done and go on. You know, one of the questions that I ask myself a lot is, what does it take to have somebody make a decision about protecting themselves? I mean, if it's important for you to protect your family, then you need to do something. And if it's important for you to protect your your assets, your money, you don't want to risk your money, you, you wouldn't leave your wallet laying on the street someplace. Well, mm-hmm. it's no different than protecting your money and your assets and your family. Right. You have to be vigilant. You have to do something. You have right. to take some steps. And it's painless. You know, right. a lot of people don't go to, let's say, get a shot because they think of pain. Coming to see you is a painless thing. You do all the work for them. Right. You help them out. It's such a pleasure. I mean, I hope our listeners pick up the phone and call you, Mike. Yes, and, give and us a you, call. Ray. A lot of times people will come into the office and say, oh, we're nervous about yeah. the appointment. And, right, right. you know, by the time they leave, they're happy about, mm-hmm. you know, understanding things in a little bit more detail. Sure. Um, maybe putting a plan in place so that, you know, they know their kids will be taken care of. And if something happens to them, they have powers of attorney in place and all the necessary documents. So. Unlike your dentist, we don't cause any pain. <laughs> <laughs> But take a moment to give us a call, ladies and gentlemen. Our only mission is to provide good service to you and show you how you can protect your family and your money. So give us a call, 508-998-8858. We're here to help you. And uh, thank you so much again for listening. We'll be talking back to you next week. 